So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have Dr. Daniel Amen for the third time on my podcast. Thank you so much. Daniel, it's been a day. A lot has happened. New <laughs> book. Oh, yeah. A lot has happened. Pandemic, kind of craziness. You clearly got inspired. So when you walked into my office and said, I wrote a new book, this is all I want to talk about. This is all I want to talk about. So for the person that has never met you before, who's Daniel Amen? I'm a father and a grandfather and founder of Amen Clinics. I look at people's brains and I'm on the mission to end mental illness by creating a revolution in brain health. I've been writing for a long time, sort of crazy. This is my 40th book. I know, it's but, insane. Uh, I love teaching people love their brains mm -hmm. because when you love your brain, you love your life. So, so many of the people that will be listening or watching this are these hard chargers like you and I, you know, they built these great practices. They're, you know, they're real estate agents, they're mortgage loan officers, they're executives of companies, they're entrepreneurs, they're building tech. And I think every one of them struggles with the same thing that I've certainly struggled with. You've seen it thousands of times right inside your offices where these people walk in and they just, they're like, I just don't feel like I have the edge anymore. Something's going on up here. Is it just talking with Chris Dumar, our mutual friend. He's like, Ferry, you're just getting older. Is there truth to that? Absolutely not. You're getting older and feel older if you have bad habits. Yes. That I can make your brain better next week, next month. Yes. 10 yes. years yes. from now. We actually have your brain and we're <laughs> Thank God someone has my brain. <laughs> we are committed to making it better yes. as we age. But that's the lie people tell themselves. Yes. I'm 40 and I don't remember anything right. that's normal. Right. Oh, you have bad habits. Right. Or I'm 60, I'm 68. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, I can't remember anything that's normal. Well, it's common. Yes. But it generally means you have bad habits. Yes. Or you're 85. Did you know 50% of people 85 and older will be diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. I am just not okay right. with those odds. Right. But you can't start when you're 82. No. Right? No. I mean, the no. earlier you start, the research was just horrifying. Mm -hmm. This is Alzheimer's disease starts in the brain decades before you have any symptoms. Yes. So if you're waiting to be troubled before you get serious about being healthy, mm -hmm. it's a bad strategy. I've heard that like melanoma, right? When I had uh, melanoma removed my back a couple years ago, I'm like, I don't spend any time in the sun. Like I'm, I'm the lily white guy. Like I would die. And she's like, this is something you did 30 or 40 years ago. Right. And I was like, oh, it was those bad habits <laughs> that 25, 30 years later. So you're saying it's the same thing. So, you, you know, someone, so just for the person that's listening, I get super excited when I'm around Daniel, cause I'm, I'm going to probably take more notes than you. So I challenge you. I want to talk about a bunch of stuff today. I want to talk about post COVID pandemic recovery plan. You've saw thousands and thousands of patients through it. We're still hearing every single day, people complaining about the COVID fog. I'm not hundred percent. When I asked uh, this morning on Instagram, Hey, I'm interviewing Daniel. Who's got a question. One of the first questions was, 
I still don't have any taste. I still don't have any scent. And I just feel foggy in my brain all the time. And I had COVID like eight months ago, right? So I think people are looking for what is the plan to get back on track? That's one, destroying the ants, because I think it's one of the iconic pieces of work that you do and every person has to hear it. Um, how do I get my immune health back? If there's one thing we learned during the pandemic. Let's get our immune right, our immune system right. I want to talk about happiness, but the note that I wrote down is happiness as it relates to the brain, right? I want to know like what I can do here to put a, a smile on my face more. I want to talk about um, Alzheimer's and dementia and what's out, you know, what's out there, what can we expect? And then I want to talk about mental illness being the number one case of death amongst kids 25 and younger. And then I have like literally 15 questions from clients. We're going to try to do all of that in an hour. Does that sound good? Awesome. Actually, you know, if we go through the seven secrets in you happier, we're going to talk about virtually all of those Let's go right to things. happiness. Yes. And, yes. you know, so why did I write this book? Is Americans are the unhappiest they have been since the Great Depression because of the pandemic, the societal unrest, the political unrest, divide, yeah. the negative yeah. news cycle, right. Right. worn out our pleasure centers mm -hmm. because of the constant gadget connections mm -hmm. that we have. And happiness, write this down, is a moral obligation. Why? Yeah, this is why? not fluff. Yeah. We are not talking about mm -hmm. fluff. It is a moral obligation because of how you impact other people. I can guarantee you, yeah. if you were raised yeah. by an unhappy parent or married to an unhappy spouse or mm -hmm. raised an unhappy child, and you mm -hmm. ask that person mm -hmm. whether or not happiness is an ethical issue, they'll absolutely say yes. But when I was growing up in the San Fernando Valley, Roman Catholic, Catholic school, as an altar boy, I can yeah. guarantee you that idea was nowhere to be found. No. If you're seeking happiness, you're selfish. Yes. Now, hedonism is the enemy of happiness. Yes. But let's start by saying this is an important topic. And what does everybody really want? They want to be happy. And we have so many lies mm -hmm. of happiness, mm -hmm. like, don't worry, be happy. Yes. That's totally a lie, yes. right? People with low levels of anxiety mm -hmm. die early yes. from accidents and preventable illnesses. So I love Bobby McFerrin's song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Yeah. Don't ever buy into that because yeah. you'll die early. It's not a strategy to actually get there. And, and marketers mm -hmm. is, think of Coca-Cola. What's their slogan? Open happiness. Yes. That's a lie. Exactly. It should be open obesity, open, <laughs> open diabetes, yes, exactly. open inflammation, open dementia, open depression, open illness, yes. because sugar is the enemy of happiness. And we have to talk about- Okay, Daniel, hold on, hold on. Sugar is the enemy of happiness? The enemy of happiness. And- Why? It makes you stupid. And Splenda is worse. Isn't that so interesting? Brand new study out. Right. They looked at stevia, yes. Splenda, mm -hmm. and sugar. And they divided this group of people into three groups. And they measured them before, their brain waves, their um, learning, short-term learning, long-term mm -hmm. learning, and executive function. Yes. Stevia had no impact on any of those. Sugar mm -hmm. decreased learning. It decreased short-term memory. Splenda decreased short-term memory, decreased long-term memory, decreased executive function. So poison in those little uh, yellow packets. 
and increased frontal lobe slow wave activity. What's that? It's dropping your frontal lobes. Right. And this is not a good thing. So secret number four, which we'll talk about, is only love food that loves you back. Mm -hmm. And sugar, you love it, but it beats you up. I mean, it's an abusive relationship given that Americans on average eat 150 pounds of sugar a year. And I heard recently like 70% of Americans are now either overweight, and I forget the number that was obese. So 72% of Americans are overweight, 42% of Americans are obese. That's a and shocking I have number. published three studies yeah. on 30,000 brains. Yes. As your weight goes up, the actual physical yes. size and function of your the brain, brain goes, goes down, down. Which should that. scare yes. the yes. fat off anyone. <laughs> Right. And when I first made that connection, because I have obesity in my family. Sure. And, you know, medical school and I wasn't working out and I got chubby and I'd like try this diet, that diet, but I never had the motivation. But about 12 years ago, when I made that connection, mm -hmm. I lost the weight because yes. I'm not going to have a small brain, right? Because mm -hmm. my first core value is authenticity. Yes. And I can't have a small brain yes. and yes. be the brain doctor. No. So I lost the weight. And we're in this po body positivity movement. Yes. It's a bad movement. I'm not a fan. Okay, talk about that. Because I, I mean, I noticed that, you know, if I go clothing shopping, which I don't do often, like I literally find like if I used to be, an XL, I didn't lose any weight, now I'm a large. I'm like, everything is getting bigger. Like the clothing is getting bigger. I'm not getting bigger. No, because the clothing industry knows we're unhappy with yeah. our weight, yeah. and so they lie to us. So if you're a 32 waist, mm -hmm. well, um, you'll fit into a size 30 pants. Yeah. Because yep. they, they want you to buy their stuff and you don't buy stuff that makes you unhappy. So someone another write, lie. Yeah. There's so many yeah. lies no, of happiness. Alcohol yeah. makes you happy. Absolutely yeah. doesn't. No, alcohol alcohol makes depressing. you depressed. Yeah. Uh, alcohol damages your gut bugs, which becomes yes. so important to yep. happiness because yep. they make neurotransmitters like serotonin. Uh, marijuana is innocuous. That's totally a lie. Yep. Teenagers who use marijuana have an increased risk of anxiety, depression, and suicide in their 20s. And now we have babies being born with high levels of marijuana in their tissues. That is bad for their development. Um, Daniel, we're down to four people now listening to this show. Okay, sugar <laughs> is evil and you know I can't do any of the things I wanna do. Next year and tell me no caffeine, no alcohol, no weed. What's left? A better brain. Because so many people go, but doc, don't take everything right. from me. I'm not taking everything from you. What I'm giving you is energy. Yes. What I'm giving you is memory. Yes. What I'm giving you is yes. clarity. Yes. And so it's it's the four-year-old's mindset. I want what I want when, when I, I want, want it. it. But exactly. what is it that you really want? Yeah. Energy, memory, clarity, yes. focus, yes. longevity, yes. connection. Yes. And you have better relationships. You have better sex with a good brain with a bad brain. Yeah. And when people get on a brain healthy program, their erections are better because it's about blood flow. This is an adult show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
We started down the road of the seven secrets. And I think you probably touched on two or three of them already. And now, like for the person listening, if you've never met uh, Danny, <laughs> now you understand why I like this guy so much because we get to talk about everything here. So, so the seven secrets. So, secret number one, yeah, is happiness is a brain function. Happiness is brain function. And, and each of the secrets have mm -hmm. a simple question. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know B.J. Fogg, but I love him. He's the director of Stanford's Persuasive Tech Lab. Mm -hmm. And he helps people on how people change. Yeah. And we created 50 tiny habits for mm -hmm. the brain. Mm -hmm. But the mother habit, the most important habit, you guys should write this down, is whenever you come to a decision point in your day, just ask yourself, is this good for my brain? or bad for it. Mm -hmm. And if you can answer that with information and love, love of yourself, love of your family, love of the mission you're on earth, pretty soon you'll be making better decisions. Yeah. And I even played this game with my daughter, Chloe, when yeah. she was like six, we yeah. called it Chloe's game. Yeah, It's like, good for your brain or bad for it? Yeah. Blueberries, she goes, oh, okay. good. Thumbs yeah, up, yeah, God's yeah, yeah. candy. Yeah. Um, how about avocados? Oh, two thumbs up, God's yeah. butter. Yeah. How about sugar? Oh no, that'll yeah. make you stupid, yeah. right? I mean, she lives in my family. Or hitting a <laughs> soccer ball with your head. head. Oh, really stupid. Brain is yeah. soft, skull is hard, skull yeah. has sharp bony yeah. bridges, right? And if you play these games with yeah. your kids, you teach them, there's no curriculum. I just gave a big lecture at the Animal Convention Center to teachers in California. Mm -hmm. There's no brain health curriculum in California schools. Now, now, that is insane, right? If your brain yeah. is involved in everything yes. you do, yes. you have to love it and care for it. And so I did a study for this book. We gave 500 consecutive patients to Amen clinics. I have 10, soon to be 11 clinics mm -hmm. around the United States. We see 10,000 patient visits a month. I gave 500 consecutive patients the Oxford Happiness Questionnaire. Mm -hmm. And then I scanned them. And then we looked at people who had high levels of happiness and compared them to low levels of happiness. And people with low levels of happiness had low blood flow, especially to the front part of their brain. They had low activity in the pleasure centers. So you have these two areas deep in your brain, mm -hmm. interesting, called the nucleus accumbens. They respond to dopamine. Mm -hmm. And when they're low, you're sad. And what makes them low? Well, if you hit them too hard and too often with alcohol, with marijuana, with gadgets, with pornography, you begin to wear them out. And so I've been blessed to see lots of fun, famous people. And we always talk about how fame wears out the pleasure center For sure. in your brain. How? And so you never want to dump dopamine Mm -hmm. You always want to drip dopamine. Mm -hmm. How does it go back to the fame part? How? How? Because of the constant flood of adulation and mm -hmm. awards and mm -hmm. people screaming for you. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, yes, yes. But then pretty soon... That doesn't do anything. You get numb to it. Yeah. Just like with an alcoholic, right? Yeah. It begins to take more and more mm -hmm. to have the same effect. So fame, pornography, drugs, alcohol, high-risk behaviors. You know, it's like, you know, people, they have affairs and they have them mm -hmm. repeatedly right. because they're seeking yeah. dopamine. And we want to like, oh, look, we have to drip this thing because if you dump it, you wear out 
your pleasure centers. There's a wonderful book I love called Thrilled to Death. And that's, and we unleash this technology, video games and smartphones and texting and TikTok. Um, They're just dopamine junkie machines. And you have to be thoughtful, careful on how you engage with those things. Otherwise, they're going to steal your dopamine, deaden the nucleus accumbens, and then you feel depressed. And then they give you antidepressants, which change your brain to need them in order for you to feel normal. Little sidebar, the pharmaceutical industry when it comes to psychiatry is not interested in the order business. No, They're interested in the reorder Mm -hmm. business. So once you start, many of the medications I prescribe as a psychiatrist, you won't stop. And that's not the point, right? I mean, you went all this time without being depressed. You went through a hard time. Why do you want to take something that you might have to take for the next 30 years? And watching, uh, you know, young kids that we know trying to get off that stuff. Whew, it is hard. It is hard. You know what? I'm interesting. You didn't put vaping in there. Well, vaping's absolutely in there. It's one of the okay. weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. And I adopted, I don't think I told you this, but... Um, about six years ago, my nieces were taken by Child Protective Service yeah. into foster care. And I tried to wrap services around their parents, and they just could never sort of get it. So right before the pandemic, we adopted them. And so um, and I adore them. And I dedicated my book, The End of Mental Illness, to them. I'm That's like, right. we are going to end mental yeah. illness. And about eight months ago, I found this 16-year-old, now 17, vaping. And I'm like, no, 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 we are mm-hmm. not doing this. Yeah. You are not going to live here if we're not aligned. Yeah. And so yeah. she ended up getting grounded for like four months. But the best thing that ever happened, because our bond got closer and she knows she has a choice in her life. She can go to darkness or she can go to light. Now I give her a ton of support, sure. right? But vaping deadens your pleasure centers. And so then you have to vape Mm -hmm. in order to feel okay. So people who vape don't vape to feel awesome. They vape so they don't feel awful. It's almost like that. uh, I think you and I talked about it once. My my buddy, Dr. Dane said, everyone's in a state in some area of their life of of either dis-ease, wellness, or greatness, right? And what I see with kids that vaping or adults that are vaping, it's like, they go to disease and they smoke to get back to wellness or right. some state of normalcy, but none of that gives us greatness. And it's artificial, yes. which is why I love this concept I talk about in the book of drip dopamine. Right. So give Don't us any, dump do, it. Yeah. How do we do that? Well, so you avoid low value dopamine activities. Mm-hmm. So whether it's on your phone mm-hmm. all the time or alcohol or marijuana, those are low value yeah. dopamine activities, pornography, yeah. Yeah. which is just everywhere. I'm seeing eight year old boys addicted to pornography. It's like put parental controls on your phone, on gadgets on if you give yeah. them to children and probably don't give them to their 12 or 13. Yeah, And, and then engage in high value dopamine activities like sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, oregano of all things, pumpkin seeds, uh, volunteering, uh, ping pong, my favorite, today's a a very special ping pong day because I got a table for my kids. All right. That's what I'm going to do tonight. But 
there's so many sort of simple things to mm-hmm. do, yep. like pumpkin seeds that can yeah. increase dopamine yeah. um, or really healthy, delicious food mm-hmm. increases dopamine. Yep. The banana split yep. you get increases dopamine, but it increases it too much. Yep. And if you increase it too much, you begin to deaden yep. your pleasure centers, yep. which is why why do people run with the bulls? I haven't figured uh, right. that out. That's insane. I mean, they that's can't, a can't dump dopamine. Else. Right. That is a yes. dump dopamine, yeah. but it's not smart. Okay. So one, <laughs> so is, one is, is happiness in brain function. Happiness and a whole is lot of brain function. Yes. Yes. So, and this can go to the question about Alzheimer's disease. So if you want to keep your brain healthy mm-hmm. or rescue it, if it's headed for trouble, Mm-hmm. You have to prevent or treat the 11 major risk factors that steal your mind. And this is in the chapter on get your yeah. brain right. But there's never going to be a pill. There is never going to be a vaccine mm-hmm. for Alzheimer's disease. Why? It's not one thing. Yeah. It's like there's going to be a pill for depression. I don't know if you saw big scandal study out of the United Kingdom that SS, that serotonin, low serotonin is not the cause of depression and that the whole SSRI industry is nonsense. Yeah. Now, I know SSRIs work for the right brain, mm-hmm. but the idea that you can take depression or Alzheimer's disease and say it's one thing it one, is yeah, insanity. One, right. Right. And right. Um, so there are many roads to Alzheimer's disease, like there are many roads to depression. And if you want to keep your brain healthy or rescue it, you have to prevent or treat the 11 major risk factors that steal your mind. Give us the 11. So B is for blood flow. Low blood flow is the number one brain imaging predictor of Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. It also is associated with depression and ADHD and schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. You never want to do anything that steals your blood flow. So what does that? Vaping, Mm -hmm. nicotine, caffeine, Mm -hmm. alcohol, Mm -hmm. any form of heart disease, hypertension, being sedentary. Yes. Spending too much time watching television. Mm-hmm. So for each of the risk factors, we'll say, well, how do you know if you have it? Mm-hmm. And SPEC, the study I do, is a blood yep. flow study. But if you have any of those things I just talked about, and then what do you do about it? Mm-hmm. Is you exercise, right? I mean, you and I right. bond in right. part because right. we have the same trainer. Yes. And exercise is really important to us. Uh, exercise increases blood flow mm-hmm. to the brain. Mm-hmm. Ginkgo, one of my favorite supplements, because yeah. it increases yeah. blood flow. Vinpocetine increases mm-hmm. blood flow. Cayenne pepper, yes. Um, yes. oregano, yeah. rosemary, yeah. beets, yeah. of all things. We're making, I have a supplement company, BrainMD. We're making a new nitric oxide yes. product. And you know, people are like, oh, let's call it heart health. I'm like, no, we're brain health organization. Yes. Yes. B yes. is for blood flow. Oh, guess what? When you get better blood flow, you get it everywhere. Right. And I used to say, right. whatever's good for your heart is good for your brain. And then I wrote my book, The Brain in Love. And I'm like, whatever's good for your heart is good for your brain is good for your sex life. Yes. Um, R is retirement and aging. The older you get, the more serious you need to be. Because yes. what happens to the brain, it's sort of like what happens to your skin. Right. As we age, our skin starts to fall off our face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The same process happens in the brain. Yes. But it doesn't have to. 
Like I have a brother-in-law who's the same age I am. His face is deeply wrinkled. Mine isn't because we have wildly different habits. Yes. And so um, also in retirement and aging, the risk factor is loneliness. Mm -hmm. And what did we do during the pandemic? Like, don't get me started. We isolated people. It's we horrible. killed people. Yeah. The yeah. policies killed people yeah. because they isolated people. Um, disconnection. So isolation, disconnection, and retirement. If you are in a job that does not require new learning, you have a higher risk of dementia. Yeah. If you retire and you don't pick up mm -hmm. something else to learn, you have a higher risk of dementia. If you have high iron levels in your blood, it promotes aging and you have a higher risk of dementia. So I tend to accumulate iron, so I mostly stay away from red meat, mm -hmm. and I go donate blood twice a year yeah. because I don't want to have anything that promotes aging. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, so I want to interrupt for a second. What about remote work? Remote work can be awesome mm -hmm. or it can be a nightmare. And yeah. it depends. We're going to get to this in part two okay. on your brain type. Yeah. If you're a sensitive yeah. brain type, remote work's a disaster yeah. for you. If you're a spontaneous brain type, you're fine yeah. with it. Um, so the eye in bright minds mm -hmm. is inflammation, the mm -hmm. first eye. Mm -hmm. And it is a major cause of dementia and depression. I know, okay, so I knew the, all the other problems, but I didn't know dementia and depression associated to inflammation. Yes. Remind everybody what causes inflammation. So many different mm -hmm. things, but it's when you overactivate your immune system and it thinks there's trouble it has to take care of. Yeah. But when inflammation becomes diffuse, you end mm -hmm. up with an autoimmune disorder. It, yeah. You end up with pain. You end up with redness in your face, mm -hmm. which you'll often see called rosacea. And so inflammation is often caused by gum disease. And so everybody should be a flossing fool. Yeah. Gum disease is a major cause of heart disease, depression, and dementia. And so making sure you, like, I love yeah. my dentist. He yeah. loves me back. Yeah. I'm there on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Having low levels of omega-3 fatty acids yeah. increase inflammation. Fish oils. And you know what I did? I did a study of mm -hmm. 50 consecutive patients to our Costa Mesa, California clinic. And I measured their omega-3 fatty acid levels. And people who are not taking fish oil, mm -hmm. um, 49 out of 50 had suboptimal levels of omega-3s. Stunning yeah. levels. So yeah. omega-3 supplements are really important or fish on yeah. a regular basis. But fish is problematic. Can, yeah, say, There's you, a brand new study yeah, out of Florida yes, yeah. where it blow your mind. Yeah. Um, Researchers from Florida International University looked at bonefish and they looked at what percentage of bonefish mm -hmm. had pharmaceutical medications in their tissues. On average, each fish had seven pharmaceutical tissues in their body, antidepressants, opiates, benzos, antibiotics. This is not where you want to get your medication. I'm no. like, you don't have to go to CVS, just go to the fish market. Um, so well, what about like, you know, 
I don't know if it's farm raised or, you know, whatever, like, you know, fish from New Zealand or something like that. Like, does it probably it better? better to, right. yes. So where it's sourced yeah. is better to yes. see, well, what's in the water that right. it's raised in. But you want to be very thoughtful, yeah. which is why I like omega-3 fatty acid supplements because right. they're purified and... You worked with uh, with Tony after you worked with me, Tony Robbins, and I remember uh, listening to something where he talked about, yeah, I got like, somebody told me I was supposed to eat fish and it was good for my brain. So I had like salmon four times a day. Swordfish. Yeah, or swordfish. That's Which what is the and most mercury like dense <laughs> yes. swordfish. Not, not good. Not a good move. No, and then he started having memory problems on stage. Yeah, and I, he's like, I remember. not a good thing. Yes. And now he just looks younger than ever. Yeah. Um, good work. So, so, so what's so, so gum disease, low omega threes, processed food, sugar. Yeah. So that's, I'm like not a downer to just be a downer. Yeah. It's like, I want you to live a long time with vitality. Right. And sugar is right. the enemy. Yeah. And you have to get over that four-year-old mindset mm -hmm. of I want what I want when I want it, right? I have a four-year-old yeah. granddaughter and yeah. she's totally like that. And I yeah. adore her. Yes. But no, you know, you need to get it. You know, if I gave into her yeah. or her mom gave into her every time she yelled, mm -hmm. she's going to create a behavior problem. If you give into yourself For sure. every time you have an urge, you're going to create it's Your a, own behavior. It's a problem. downward slide. Okay, but somebody's going to ask, you know, but there's got to be like, do I get a release once a week? Do I get a cheat day? You know, is it, you know, what, uh, what happened to like everything's okay in moderation? About, yeah, everything in moderation is the gateway thought to hell because it's just, this is how I'm going to cheat. It's like, let me that just- That could be the moment right there that I want on Instagram, just in case you guys were wondering. It's the gateway wait, thought wait. to hell. Moderation is the gateway to hell. Right. Because it's like, oh, I'm not really serious. And let me start looking for all the ways to cheat. Yeah. And cheat days. Let's see. Would you ever give an alcoholic cheat days? No. Would you ever give a sex addict? cheat days no. no why would you give yourself cheat you know yeah. drew carey said it best yeah. the comedian who yeah, lost yeah. a whole bunch of yeah. weight he said eating crappy food isn't a reward yeah it's a punishment Ooh, and i knew he'd yes. stay healthy because yeah. you got to get your the right mind psychology. right i mean you yeah. know this yes. mindset yes. is yes. everything yes and um some people when they fail they feel pain mm -hmm. the pain centers in their brain yeah. light up and they don't try anymore other people who fail feel motivated yeah. and they're going to overcome um, whatever challenge they're dealing. I want you to learn how to overcome. Okay, before we started, you were telling me about uh, the work you did with Justin Bieber. I think there's an important distinction here for the person that's listening because there, there's every time I'm with you, I'm reminded just stop everything that is bad. Just get back to being healthy for your brain. Like, you know what to do, fairy. But someone is listening right now going, he just removed all joy and happiness. There's no more Christmas. There's no more Thanksgiving. There's like, everything is gone. But tell him what, what the distinction that Justin got. I think that's a key distinction for people to reframe their thinking. So, you know, I'm in his new docu-series called mm -hmm. Seasons. And mm -hmm. it came out, I've been his doctor for a long time. Mm -hmm. And like many celebrities that I treat, he'd show up, 
or not. He'd do what I said or, or not. not. Yeah. And But when he went through a really hard time a couple of years ago, he came into my office and he said, I think I understand what you're trying to tell me. My brain is an organ like my heart is an organ. Mm -hmm. If you told me I had heart problems, I'd do everything you said. Right. Now he loves his brain mm -hmm. and he acts like he loves his brain, right? So if you have this mindset, I can't do this, I can't do that, yeah. it's a four-year-old's mindset. Yeah. It's not, oh my God, I have a 50% risk of being diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Trust me, you don't want that. Mm -hmm. You don't want that not only for you, you don't want it if you actually love the people around you. Yeah. And guess what? Every day you're either modeling for them mm -hmm. health or you're modeling illness. And given our society is just going the wrong way and we're in this toxic soup of right. marketing bad things right. for people. Right. Um, I just saw fear, Charlotte fear McKinney on, uh, I do a lot of stuff on TikTok. And I saw a post from her and she used to be the girl that Carl's Jr. used yes. in their burger commercials. Yep. And I'm like, you're associating, this woman is gonna want you if you eat their double bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, she's not going to want it. <laughs> it's a hell of a sales pitch though. It's a hell of a sales pitch. <laughs> yes. Using neuroscience to of course, hook of course. you. It's evil. Yeah. When, when you think about the outcome, yep. it's evil. Yeah. Um, so the G in Bright Minds mm -hmm. is for genetics. Mm -hmm. But people get genetics all wrong. This is actually a question I got from one of my clients who, who said to me, you know, I'm Irish. So, you know, I, I, I get the shakes and, you know, I've got these issues, these neurological issues, and it's because I'm Irish and I love you and you know who you're, you know who you are because we literally just had a session and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'll ask him, but I think I already know the answer. Genes are not a death sentence. No. What they should be is a wake up call. It's like, I'm the, Irish. I probably shouldn't drink. Right. It's, because, the, it's <laughs> the loaded gun, right. but you pulled the trigger. Right. That's what somebody told me once. And I was like, that's it. So I have heart disease mm -hmm. and obesity mm -hmm. in my family, mm -hmm. but I'm not overweight mm -hmm. and I don't have heart disease. Why? I'm on an obesity prevention program every day of mm -hmm. my life. Yeah. If I had addiction in my family, I'd be on an addiction prevention Bingo. program every day of my life. I wouldn't drink, I wouldn't use drugs because I know they may steal. Right. And I don't want anything stealing yeah. from me, yeah. right? Because it's like, what is it you want? Do you want the mountain of fries mm -hmm. or do you want a waste mm -hmm. that you like, that you're proud of? Mm -hmm. Do you want the mountain of booze mm -hmm. or do you want a healthy brain and clarity and energy? Yeah. I mean, it's like, what do you want? Right. And and that's ultimately you get to choose. Mm -hmm. And I do the fork in the road exercise with a lot yeah. of my patients. Do it right It's now. like, let's go down. So yeah. if you're yeah. listening. It's like the Dickens uh, patterns. Like, go ahead, go, go. Well, it's, it's so what do you want? Mm -hmm. So let's imagine mm -hmm. a future mm -hmm. where you just keep with the bad habits that yeah. you have. What's yeah. it going to be like a year from now? You know, probably a few more pounds, probably mm -hmm. dropping a few more words. What's mm -hmm. it going to be like five years mm -hmm. from now, mm -hmm. 10 years from now? What's the impact on yeah. the people you love? What's the impact on your business? Mm -hmm. And generally, ultimately, it's people's worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. It's I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. Um, or come back to the fork and let's go down the right side. And where you really think about 
your health and you think about your brain and you think about what you really want in life, what you want in your relationships, your work, your money, your physical, mm -hmm. emotional, mm -hmm. spiritual, what do I want? And I just make better decisions, right? Is this good for my brain or mm -hmm. bad for it? Next week, you're going to be feeling better. Right. right. Next month, you're going to be feeling better. Next year, even 10 years mm -hmm. from now. I have this great scan of someone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 24 years apart. Her brain is dramatically better when she's 81. I I'm so happy for her. And she's painting. She's yeah. still writing. She's creating. Mm -hmm. Do you want that or do you want to not know your name? Right. I mean, the level of stress. So when you, when you think of, oh, I can't have this or mm -hmm. I can't have that, it's really the wrong discussion. It's what do you want? Right. And is your behavior getting you yes. what you want? Right. I mean, that's what you help people mm -hmm. clearly exactly. define what you want. And then here are the strategies right. to get what you want. And that's just step one. Yeah. Is, yeah. So genetics. But, but I want to ask, tell them about your father. Oh, there's so much to say. When I think about, <laughs> I think about the choices he started to make when he finally started listening to you. <laughs> and, you know, I think about the six minute plank. I think about his brain health. I think about, you know, how he was able to do so much more because someone's listening right now saying, but Daniel, I'm 63. I, you know, it's so already, my dad it's was 85 and my dad and I had a complicated relationship. When I told him I was going to be a psychiatrist, he asked me why I didn't want to be a real doctor. Yeah. Why I wanted to be a nut doctor. And it's just, that was our relationship, yeah. right? Couldn't yeah. please him. It was yeah. critical. And then when I started looking at the brain in 1991, I'm like, oh, brain is an organ. I need to get healthy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, great. My son, who's a nut doctor, is now a health nut. Yeah. And he said, what's with you in the nuts? <laughs> <laughs> and belittled me, made fun sure. of me. Sure. Until he was 85 and he got sick. Mm -hmm. And they had mold in their house. He developed a chronic cough and then uh, a heart arrhythmia. Mm -hmm. And he got depressed. And yeah. I'd never seen this guy depressed. Yeah. He used to say, yeah. I give heart attacks. I yeah. don't get them. Yeah, tough as nails. Um, and he was so sad when I came to visit him. He's like, I'm sick of being sick. What do you want me to do? And the only reason he asked me is I'd been authentic. Yeah. I'd live the message yeah. despite his yeah. criticism. Yes. And he's so stubborn. He did everything mm -hmm. I asked. Mm -hmm. In fact, I have six siblings. He'd text them. He's like, your brother wouldn't like this. What do you think Danny would think about that? And that was never part of sure. my life no. to have him. I knew he loved me and I knew he was proud yeah. of me, but yeah. never say that to me. And he lost 40 pounds. In six months, he went back to work. We exercised every Sunday together, and he could do a plank twice as much as I, I could. I was thinking about the six-minute plank as I sit there, and three minutes ago, <laughs> Daniel's dad did this for six minutes in his 80s. Yeah. And so how do you change the people yeah. you love? Yeah. Is you live the message. Yeah. That's it. It's, uh, you know, Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. 
Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. Okay, so let's let's move away from bright for a second. Let's go to happiness is a brain function, right? Habit one, is this good for my brain or bad for my brain? Take us beyond there because everybody, like happiness has become, you know, Harvard has a class on this. There's how many books written on happiness, but I'm not going to say a lot of it is fluffery. A lot of it is good. You a know. lot of it's fluff. Yeah, but there's there's always and some it's good... social science as yeah. opposed to neuroscience. Exactly. So secret number two yeah. is happiness has to be geared to your brain type. What makes some people happy, in fact, makes other people miserable. Mm-hmm. And so the idea do all these things, whether it's novelty right. or volunteering right. or forgiveness, and that mm-hmm. you'll make you mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. No. So there are five primary types I've learned based on imaging. There's a balanced brain type, and most anything will make you happy. Sure. There's a spontaneous type. That's my ADD group. Mm -hmm. And you need novelty, and you hate routine. Yeah. There's a persistent brain type where you love routine and hate novelty. You hate surprises. Right. There's the sensitive type where you crave connection. Pandemic was hardest on that group. For sure. And there's the cautious type that craves safety. And the pandemic was really hard on them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what, was the, so what was the first one again? Balanced. Balanced. Where most How did you anything, define balanced? When we, yeah. when we see a healthy brain, it generally goes with people who are balanced. They're not very anxious. They're not mm-hmm. rigid. They're not sad. They're mm-hmm. not terribly impulsive. They mm-hmm. just go through life in a consistent, happy way. Got it. And the spontaneous people. I just wrote down a name of the person that, that uh, just, that's just Claude Yacole, right? <laughs> a really dear friend of mine. Shout out to Claude. No, people could see yeah. these people. Well, no, and so, so spontaneous, a uh, little more ADHD type. That's my Kind of bouncing ADHD all over the place. Sleepy frontal lobes. Right. They love surprises. And they kinda, They're they always on the go. The they time. have lots of ideas. Yeah. They start lots of companies, but they don't grow them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or they, they don't, need they don't to finish anything. That's they my experience with them. Finish. Right. They need a right. finisher because they're really good at starting. Where the persistent person is a great finisher. Right. They, right? They're they your accountants. Yes. They love detail. Ops, accounting. But yep. They're also argumentative and oppositional. And sure. if things don't go their way, they get upset. No matter what it is you say to them, they'll argue with you. Yep. It's like a beautiful day. Well, no, not, not really. really. It was a nicer day yesterday. Yes. Right. I mean, it's like automatic. Yeah. And the spontaneous tend to marry the persistent people. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so it's 30 years of fighting. I, I sent this cartoon out to my staff, the guy, older guy, and his head's down, and he's like, every day for the last 30 years, you've just told me what I've done wrong. And yeah. she goes, it's been 31 years. <laughs> Sensitive, cautious, persistent, spontaneous, and balanced. How does somebody take a message like we're talking about today and go to a sensitive person who is going to take it personal, is going to take it potentially as an attack. You know, they can go in so many different directions, mainly at themselves. 
How do they get this message to that person or the cautious person? Oh, they love this because it's a way to help them feel better. And because they don't like feeling the way they do. Mm -hmm. And so how can I feel better? Like for the sensitive person, mm -hmm. learning to kill the ants, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Saffron. I love saffron. It's one of my favorite supplements. There are 24 randomized controlled trials showing that saffron is equally effective as antidepressant medication. Really? But rather than steal your sex drive, mm -hmm. it's pro-sexual. When I first read that study, I'm like, pay attention. And it helps your memory. There's actually been four studies with Alzheimer's disease showing that saffron can help decrease... Uh, improve memory yes. and I'm like, pay attention. And then over time, 24 randomized controlled trials with 30 milligrams of saffron. And so, or the cautious type, you know, so much anxiety today, yes. it's theanine and ashwagandha and magnesium and GABA. Mm -hmm. They're natural things, mm -hmm. learning diaphragmatic breathing, hypnosis. Yeah. But what's happening today, even among teenagers, they're getting benzos. Mm -hmm. That's a crime. Because if you start a benzo, it increases your risk of dementia and they're addictive. And why would you ever start something that people are gonna have trouble stopping? Why not give them skills before you start giving them pills? There's, there's way more money in the pills. Way more money. Sorry. And you have to come back. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is really interesting because I've, I mean, I, I look at this sometimes like you look at like maybe a personality profile so you can see some commonalities and some traits as it relates to this. So this is super interesting. Okay. What's number four? So three oh, is just supplement your brain. Yes. And, and so the supplement question was on, was on the list of a lot of people's questions too. So this is good. The question for number two mm -hmm. is, am I doing something that makes me uniquely happy every day. Mm. So rather than thinking, oh, I should do this because it says that's what makes you happy, it's what makes me uniquely happy today? And for me, it's creation. When I create something, I'm happy. Yeah. And it's also connection. Yeah. If I'm connected, I'm happier. Contribution. Yeah. I'll answer questions on Instagram. All like if I'm having a bad day, like I tell people, like like if I'm having a bad day, I just go to Instagram or say, "How can I help?" Because it's no longer about me. I can't be in my own head. I'm only about contribution, connection, loving on others. So it's and you are dripping dopamine big time. You're not dumping it. Yes. If you went, well, let me get the scotch. Yes, then you're dumping exactly. dopamine. Exactly. And long term contribution keeps you young. Alcohol makes you old. In the book, do you break this down for people that are, are maybe over analyzing, seeing themselves in multiple, at times I feel balanced and then sometimes I'm persistent. Well, there's nine. actually 16 types. There's yes. five primary types yes. that we talked about, but sometimes like I'm training a new doctor and there's in the book, I send people to a brain type test mm -hmm. and she's What's like, I'm type test? six. Okay. And type six is she's spontaneous and persistent. Mm. And I said, I texted her right back. I said, do you have a history of addiction in your family? She said, my dad's a raging yeah. alcoholic narcissist. Yeah. And oh, by the way, I have addiction on both sides of my family. And I'm like, these are the things mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. And these are yeah. the supplements yes. that 
can help. Yes. And so that goes to three. And the little question is, am I supplementing? Am I nourishing my brain yes. every day? And I think everybody should take a great multiple vitamin. Everyone should be taking an omega-3 fatty acid, either in fish oil or in algae-based, um, you know, if you're vegan. Um, everybody should be doing that. Everybody should optimize their vitamin D level. That's oh, vitamin B. Yes. And in and depending on your type. So if you're sensitive, saffron can be really good. If you're cautious, theanine can be great. If you're persistent, 5-HTP can help because it gets you out of the loops of thinking. Green tea extract yeah. uh, for our spontaneous people. And so there's a whole chapter on, okay, so what supplements should I take mm -hmm. based on my unique brain type. I heard green tea extract is also good for inflammation. Green tea extract is good for so many things. Yeah. It improves memory, yeah. it decreases aging. Somewhere I'm here I have a that. huge fan of it. Um, and then secret number four is only love food that loves you back. Yeah. Like you're in a relationship right. with food. And, and I heard in some of the questions you were asking me, it's like, well, some people are in a bad relationship. And I don't know in the past if you've ever been in a bad relationship, but I was married for 20 years to someone who didn't like me. I mean, it was just hell. Yeah. Um, and you know, growing up Catholic, you're not supposed you know, to get you divorced, divorced, you're going to hell. And then I realized yes. I'd already been there. And yes. so I, I'm married to my best friend. Right. We love each other. Right. We often you know, talk about being best friends. I am not going to be in a bad relationship with food. I am absolutely, I'm only going to love food yes. that loves me. Yes. Um, because I love me. Yeah. And why would I ever put something in my body to hurt me unless I was stupid? And I mean, I believe in it that much. Mm -hmm. Your brain is 2% of your body's weight. But it uses 20 to 30% of the calories mm -hmm. you consume. If you're on a fast food diet, you have a fast food mind. And people that you and I serve, they're high performing right. people. Right. So if you want to be high performing, you need high performing nutrition. Yes. And so it's just that one little question. Right. Do I love it and does it love me? Am yeah. I choosing what I love that loves me back? Mm -hmm. And secret number five you'll love, it's master your mind and gain psychological distance from the noise in your head. Say that again. Master your mind. Yes. And gain psychological distance from the noise in your head. Stop believing every stupid thing you think. Right. Thoughts come from all sorts of right. places. They come from our genes. Yes. I mean, they're actually written yes. into our genetic right. code. I have right. anxiety written into my genetic code because when my grandfather was 19, he watched his brother be killed by a train. Mm -hmm. And that happened before he made my dad. Mm -hmm. And so that trauma changed his genes through a mechanism called epigenetics. Mm -hmm. And he passed that tendency for anxiety on to me. So I was like a little kid and I'm anxious, biting my nails, which actually turned out later is a good thing because your microbiome's better, your immunity's better. You asked me about yeah. that. So I was biting my nails and anxious a lot and I had no idea why. And so thoughts come from your ancestors 
They come from the voices of your mom or dad. I have six siblings yeah. and five sisters, yeah. so lots of their voices in my head. They come from the news you watch, the music you social, listen to. Social media, like on and on and, and they on. lie. Yeah. Just because you have a thought has nothing to do with whether or not it's true. Bingo. And if you can just sort of step back and watch them, mm -hmm. And not attached, because it's not the thoughts you have that make you suffer. It's the thoughts you attach to that make you yeah. suffer. So for 30 years, I've been teaching people to kill the ants. Mm -hmm. Automatic negative thoughts, the thoughts that come into your mind automatically and ruin your day. And I had somebody in my, I do a series on Instagram called Scan My Brain. Where I we take did, young my wife and I watch it, yes. Influencers, yes. and we did uh, super cute Amber Childers uh, this week. And it's like, my career is over. Yeah. And she's all of 34. Yes. And I'm like, is that true? Yes. Is it absolutely true? No. <laughs> How does it make you feel awful? Right. How does it make you act? without motivation, mm -hmm. what's the outcome of that thought? Suffering. Mm -hmm. And how would you feel if you didn't have the thought happy? And how would you act if you didn't have the thought motivated? Mm -hmm. And what's the outcome of not having the thought working? And so we take the original thought, right. Right. I'm a failure, or my career is over, and you just turn it to the opposite. My right. career is not over. Right. It's like, is that true? She said, well, I worked last week. <laughs> so it's my favorite question is, is that true? Is that true? And are you sure if it's true? You're absolutely right. You sure. just, you like you, you have to keep. So you and I do this, we do it with people and we're trying to get people to do it with themselves. What have you found to help somebody just snap out of it? You know, snap out of it. Stop. Stop yourself. Ask but yourself you know, it's question. a practice, though. I and, know and I have is. a book coming out next year called Change Your Brain Every Day. And the idea is brain and mental health are daily practices. 1,000%. It's 1, what do you do every day? Mm -hmm. And the practice is whenever you feel sad mm -hmm. or mad mm -hmm. or nervous mm -hmm. or out of control, yeah. write down what you're thinking. Yeah. And then just ask yourself, is that true? Yeah. And then quickly flip it. Mm -hmm. To the opposite, yeah. Tana never listens to me. I've had that thought. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, I never listened to Tana. I'm like, oh, no, what's that? <laughs> right? right. It, it's, it's, and, and then another strategy in the book, which is super fun, yeah. is give your mind a name. Yeah. And that you can gain psychological distance. Yeah. So I was or, interviewing. Or a couple names. Well, yeah. I gave my mind the name of my pet raccoon when yeah. I was 16. Because yeah. I actually had a pet raccoon yeah. and I loved her, but she was a troublemaker. She yes. TP'd my mom's bathroom. She ate all yes. the fish out of my sister's aquarium. Yes. She'd leave raccoon poo around the house. Yes. And that's my mind. Yeah. It just stirs up trouble. Mm -hmm. Like it'll hold up signs mm -hmm. like you're a freak or you're a failure yeah. or yeah. what's the matter with you. Yeah. And you know, initially when I came up with that, I'd like in my mind, just go put her in the cage. Yep. It's like, I don't need to listen to you. Mm -hmm. But then I had this epiphany and I realized when I had Hermie, the raccoon, when she'd get all rambunctious, I'd actually put her on her back and tickle her yeah. and pet her and love her. Yeah. And she would just purr because yeah. raccoons actually have 200 different sounds. Really? And... That's what I do with my mind now. Yes. I just sort of tease it, tickle it, love it. Yeah. I don't have to isolate it and hurt it. Yeah. So you can 
and my patients love this. I mean, like they I name their mind yes. Psycho Sandy. Or yeah, right. One of them named his yes. mind after his parrot because it's like the parrot had eight words right. over and over and over. Yes. And that's my mind, yes. right? You're a failure. You should feel bad about mm -hmm. that over. And over. It's yeah. like, no, oh, put the lid on the parrot. Do you remember Dr. Jose Silva? Mm -hmm. he, Silva mind control method. Mm -hmm. Like he talked about the drunk monkeys. Like you would never let a monkey loose in your kitchen. <laughs> what would happen? You'd food would be everywhere. It'd be monkey poop everywhere. Well, that's what happens when you let your mind loose in your life. And I could just, I could hear him saying that. So when he said that, I'm like, oh, and he would, he would literally say, when your mind's going too fast, just say out loud, stop. He said, first of all, everyone will look at you, which will cause you to think differently for a minute. Okay, I gotta <laughs> stop this right now, right? So I love that. When does that book come out? That's next year. Next March. Next yeah. March? Yeah. We will be doing a podcast but on that But this sure. is in there. And then yes. happiness is a daily habit. Yes. So what are the habits of happiness? Yeah. I start every day with today is going to be a great day. Yeah. Soon as my feet hit the floor, today is going to be a great day. Yeah. And I thought I was going to yeah. see you. Yeah. That'll yeah. make it a great day because it always is. Yeah. Um, when I go to bed at night, and this is one of the most important mm -hmm. things. People should write this mm -hmm. down. When I go to bed at night, I say a prayer. And then I go, what went well today? And so what I do to put myself to sleep is I go on a treasure hunt. Mm -hmm. And I start at the beginning of the day just looking for what went right. Now, the bad things will try to pop in. For and sure. I just like big yeah. broom, yeah. sweep them yeah. out. Raccoon. It's not the point. Yeah. Not the point. Not the question. And I find so many things that are awesome that I didn't pay attention to. Yeah. And that's how I put myself to sleep. And it actually sets your dreams up to For be more sure. positive. For sure. And tomorrow is better because you sleep better. Mm -hmm. So it's these little habits of happiness. And then I look for the micro moments. Yeah. Like what's the smallest thing yeah. that happened? So even this glass of water, I mean, the glass is so beautiful and the water is so clean mm -hmm. and it's there and yeah. available yeah. for me. That makes me happy, right? So where you mm -hmm. bring your attention mm -hmm. always determines how you feel. Bingo, bingo. Lot to unpack there for the person that's listening or watching this. Okay. Being mindful of time. I promised a bunch of people on Instagram that I would ask you a few We haven't questions. done six or seven. And okay, they're really six or seven. Important. Okay, let's six go. Six is notice what you like about other people more than what you don't. Say if that you again. Want Say that again, to be happy, big. If you want to be happy, you have to give it away. Yes. And notice what you like about other people. I know I can make Tana yell at me. I, I 10 seconds, yes. I can make her yes. crazy. And yes. I choose not to. Yes. I know how to make her happy. I know how to make her want to cuddle mm -hmm. with me. Yeah. And I'm focused on giving yeah. happiness yes. away. Um, it doesn't mean you don't notice troubled things. I mean, she and I are both really good when we didn't like something to mm -hmm. be able to say it, but yeah. with kindness. And seven is live each day based on clearly defined values, purpose, and goals. And you know, every good business yes. person, yes. they have a very clear mission statement, yeah. what they're going to do in the right. next three to five yeah. years, but they don't have it for their relationships. They don't have it for their health. Mm -hmm. They don't have it for their money. Yes. And I think it's just critical in a balanced mm -hmm. way. And I don't have any tattoos, but if I did, is it true? Would clearly be one. For sure. And does it fit? Does whatever I'm yeah. going to do, yeah, yeah. does it fit? Yeah the goals I have mm -hmm. for 
my relationships, for my money, for my work, for my physical, emotional, and spiritual health. And when you get that clear, that's where success comes. Is this on audio also? It is. Okay, I'm downloading that as soon as we're done. And this is mine, right? That's yours. You have to sign that for me. All right. Okay. Okay, questions. Are you ready? Rapid fire. Uh, can you talk about false memories? Um, the brain is a sneaky organ and it lies. Mm -hmm. So if you're in therapy and you go, I think somebody molested me, yes. I wouldn't go down that road unless yeah. you had clear uh -huh. memories uh -huh. uh, because your brain can lie to you or you can be suggestible. It's one of the reasons hypnosis is actually not allowed in court yes. because of false memories. Right. That was, and so I'm going to screw this up here. So uh, Lorette 4805. All right, the Johnson team asks, what's the biggest change we can make to improve our mindset during a shifting environment, business environment? Well, one is to go, everything shifts always. Right, right? the constant has changed. I mean, everybody's yeah. so upset about what's going on in society. And I'm like, oh, you didn't grow up in the 50s when we had to be under our desk right. every day. Right. Exactly. Or you know, we had air raid drills. Or yes. the 60s when they really were burning down cities. Right. Uh, it's, you know, things just, things just cycle. And no matter where you are, right, because we're gonna talk about the pandemic, uh -huh. I was on the radio every Thursday night in London, mm -hmm. just answering questions from people who were scared. Yes. And I'm like, it's because we don't know how to manage our mind. And I would right. often quote C.S. Lewis, who in 1948 wrote a piece on the atomic bomb. Everybody was so worried. And he's like, why are you so worried when the plague used to visit London every year? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, when People are dying in car accidents or train accidents or cancer yes. every day. Yeah. It's, you know, if the virus comes or the bomb comes, let it find us doing sensible and human things like right. planned arts or plan with our kids. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so Narathinaha, some of these great names on Instagram. Basic supplement combo the doc recommends uh, for taking... Uh, taking daily for healthy brains. We've kind of covered that one a bunch. Um, uh, thoughts on Lexapro? I just posted a TikTok on Lexapro mm -hmm. that has 1.3 million views in 24 hours. Wow. Um, so Lexapro is an SSRI. Mm -hmm. it's, What's an SSRI? So, so a clear. selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. It believes that people that prescribe it, that most depression is caused by low serotonin. That's been debunked. Mm -hmm. But for people with the persistent brain type, it can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so that type tend to be worried, rigid, inflexible. Mm -hmm. If things don't go your way, you get upset, tend to be argumentative, oppositional. It's the depression with obsessive worry. Lexapro right. can actually be pretty good. For me, I would probably start with 5-HTP, but Lexapro is clearly an option. In fact, um, it's not a funny story. Uh, my mom broke her hip about two and a half years ago. And she's a golfer, like 70 years yeah. of golfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she couldn't play golf. And then she got shingles. And then in March of 2020, she and my dad got COVID. And then my dad died in May. Yeah. And she became mean. And mm. I'm like, and I was mad at her because, you know, I think we were both grieving. 
But then I'm like, she broke her hip. She got shingles. She got COVID. She lost my dad. She's depressed. And two days after I put her on Lexapro, she became my mom again. So there is the positives. Absolutely. All right. So how about this one? Uh, oh, okay. We did brain health hereditary. Uh, so G George Lawton asked, uh, what is the most impactful nutritional decisions we can make to optimize our brain? I feel like we've answered that, but answer it again for George. It's that question. Is this good for my, my brain, brain or bad for it? Yep. Know the list and put as many colorful fruits and vegetables in your diet as you can. Yeah. And I've been with George a bunch. He is physically fit, super strong, eats well, like just had dinner the other night. All right. So uh, the Jamie McMartin group, personal client, dear friend, effects on long COVID on the brain, brain fog, and no taste and smell now for 13 months. Yeah, it's common. 80% yeah. of people get COVID complaint of memory problems mm -hmm. afterwards. Like yeah. stunning. Um, uh, you know, when the pandemic first started, I would have patients already had their scans before mm -hmm. COVID. Yeah. And then after COVID, it's like a bomb went off oh, in yeah. their brain, yeah. like dramatic hyperactivity. Things to calm down their emotional brain are really helpful, like mm -hmm. quercetin, mm -hmm. omega-3 fatty acids, yep. curcumins can be really helpful doing all the bright minds things we talked about. Um, and sometimes we find ivermectin, I know it's a bad word, but we find that can actually be really helpful. I used it multiple times and thought it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, prescribed by my doctor. Yes. All right. So you ready? Uh, next one is, can okay, we kind of cover that one? Uh, so Valerie Marini underscore arc. What is your opinion of CBD to treat anxiety? It's not on the top of my list. It, it's risky, mm -hmm. you know, CBD is the wild west yeah. as far as quality and purity mm -hmm. and effectiveness. I'm going for things like theanine, magnesium, mm -hmm. uh, GABA, um, ashwagandha, yeah. diaphragmatic breathing, hypnosis, not believing every stupid thing mm -hmm. you think, you know, with Kill that question, ads. you should yeah. ask me, what do you think of hallucinogens? And there's so psilocybin much, right, and right. Uh, ayahuasca. Microdosing of LSD. Like, yeah, right. I'm just not a fan yeah. of it. You know, the big innovations in psychiatry yeah. are uh, marijuana and hallucinogens. And I'm like, we are just going the wrong way. Right. Uh, right. If you have resistant PTSD and you've tried the other things, yeah, maybe that could be helpful. But um, I had just finished reading Will Smith's um, mm -hmm. autobiography, which I thought was great. Like mm -hmm. right before the Oscar. Just, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the last chapter, he talks about doing ayahuasca 14 times. It obviously didn't fix him. No, no. Carolyn from San Diego says, love him. What's his morning routine? Today is going to be a great day. Yeah. And it's spending time with Tana. Mm -hmm. And I make her brain healthy cappuccino yes. in the morning, a yes. decaf cappuccino. And then I make us a brain healthy shake yeah. around 10 o'clock. I have meetings from 8.30 to 9.30. And I'm generally walking or I'm on the bike while I have that meeting. Yeah, love it. 
Okay, I was. I'm really glad this this one got up. So, uh, so Nini Photography says gut health and anxiety. Is there a connection? Absolutely. In fact, if you had a lot we of antibiotics yeah. as yeah. Uh, a kid, you're more likely to be anxious as an adult because your mm. microbiome, the hundred. Yeah trillion bugs in your gut mm -hmm. if they're not healthy yep. they don't create an environment for mm -hmm. you to be happy yeah. if your good bug gut bugs are not healthy mm -hmm. do not have an environment to be happy unless like how, what does that have to do right so much right which is why you want to feed your gut yeah. bugs healthy fiber right is it that what about the um i drank this little gut Thing I got from Whole Foods like every day, kefir or something like. I mean, it's I, I I wish I could think kombucha, not kombucha. Uh, it, the name will come to me probably as soon as we're done, right? Um, but it was basically it, it's all about gut health. Like that's the whole. Thing. Taste you just have horrible, to make sure which it's is not a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, so. no, no sugar <laughs> in it. I mean, it tastes. My general rule is if it tastes horrible, it's really good for you. Right. That's the way my mind works. Okay. Uh, so Carly Capalia asked. How to have uh, ADHD and be successful in my job and personal life. Get it treated. And know what you're really good at. Do what you love. Mm -hmm. And do not hire another ADHD person as your personal assistant. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, so dear friend, longtime client Nazar asks, what foods are best and worst for the brain? So I think we kind of covered that one, but shout out to Nazar. Uh, Penn Bay Realtor, congratulations on getting married, by the way. Uh, please talk about creative fatigue due to stress and what our brain does when that happens. Well, if you don't have good brain healthy habits, mm -hmm. um, and one of them would be you work too much. Mm -hmm. Right, so you're not sleeping. Yeah, you're. So I would say, I mean, this is my fortieth book, mm -hmm. but when I put in good habits every day, it's easy to be consistent. Yeah, when I have bad habits because I tell myself everything in moderation, then it's hard to be mm -hmm. consistent. And flying a lot, I know you fly a lot. Yeah, that. The toxins from airplane fuel are not really very good for your brain. Yes. So making sure you're detoxing mm -hmm. and like going in saunas, there's actually research that shows people who take the most saunas have the lowest incidence of Alzheimer's disease. Interesting. Thoughts on cold plunge? Um, some people think it's really awesome. The research is not quite there. It's mm -hmm. very erratic and it involves suffering. So I'm not a fan of suffering. <laughs> I grew up Catholic. So I'm like, no, I did long suffering. I'm not doing that again. I was thinking about our first conversation, like one of the first uh, podcasts we did when you were like, yes. And I, you know, was drafted and I figured out I was really not into being shot. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided I'll go become a doctor instead. All right. So, uh, so this person may just be busting my chops because, uh, bananas is sort of a universal word for me, you know, better than the F word or, uh, you know, it's, it's extreme enthusiasm. That's really great. It's always bananas, but, uh, Jack White wants to know what are his thoughts on bananas? Um, if they're green, yes. green-ish, uh -huh. they actually have a lot of good prebiotic fiber. If okay. you your yep. gut bugs, the riper they are, the more sugar they have. Yeah. So I think you have to be very cautious with them. Yes. All right. Uh, Zach Loft, what's up, Zachary, says, hey, I'm young. I think he is. He's like 30, maybe less. Sorry, Zach. I'm young. What are three things I can do each day to keep my brain young and growing? 
Three things. Mm -hmm. Love your brain. So mm -hmm. I call it brain envy. Yeah. I always say Freud was wrong. Yes. Penis envy is not the cause of anybody's problem. Yes. You got to love your brain. Avoid things that hurt it. Uh -huh. On the list, do things that help it. And it's this like one little question. Is this right. good for my brain or bad for right. it? And then take a walk while you do meetings. You'll be more flexible. You'll actually be kinder if you mm -hmm. do that because that raises serotonin. Um, and then make sure you go to bed just like a half an hour earlier to wash your brain because that you know people don't know that okay so doom and i talk about this all the time so so explain that so we didn't know this until about 10 years ago mm -hmm. that when you sleep your brain washes itself so people know about lymphatics there's mm -hmm. something called the glymphatic right. system that you know during the day trash builds up from all mm -hmm. the work that you've done if you don't sleep six and a half seven hours your brain won't fully cleanse itself, right. trash builds up, and then you don't feel right. You have more brain fog. Mm -hmm. And so making sleep a priority is absolutely critical. So decrease blue light mm -hmm. at night, uh, have, a, have an evening routine, like you have a morning routine that would fire you up, have an evening routine that unwinds you. Right. Right, which is probably And not then like, when you go to bed, go yeah. what went well yeah. today. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan. We have a... Uh, app that I talk about hypnosis. We have hypnosis audios, music audios, uh, rituals to kill the ants if yep. they try to, because you know, that's when ants come in. When mm -hmm. you try to go to bed, the ants mm -hmm. sort of jump mm -hmm. on you. Or at three o'clock in the morning when you wake up and you're like, oh, oh those are I haven't done this yet. No, oh my God. <laughs> the zombies uh -huh. that haunt you. I'm at uh, 3,091 nights. I'm now averaging seven hours and 15 minutes. When I started doing this nearly 10 years ago, I was at four and a half to five hours of sleep per night. Yeah. And it was between you, uh, Duma, and another one of my buddies, uh, Dr. Ed Park, who said, oh, do you want to know the fastest way to shrink your body and kill yourself? Sleep less. He's like, your teleoids and all the, you know, everything everything elongates or it maintains if you get seven plus hours of sleep. And I was like, so important. Got it. So someone's going to ask though, um, maybe last question just on this, and then we'll talk a little about the book. How do I get better rest? You make it a priority. I think that's critical. Mm -hmm. um, it You focus on it. You focus on a room that's cooler, mm -hmm. uh, dark, mm -hmm. quiet, unless you're using you know something like meditation or hypnosis to go to sleep. And um, you decrease the caffeine because caffeine stays in your system for, I think it's half-life is like six hours, which means by the time you go to bed, you still have what you drank right. in the morning that can right. have a negative impact on you. And you know, brain health is three things. Brain envy, avoid bad, do good. Sleep health is the same thing. Yes. Sleep envy, care about it, avoid anything that hurts yeah. your sleep, and yeah. then promote the right rituals. Yeah. I think that was the biggest thing for me was the... Uh, like at my aura ring that you know literally tells me at about 8 30 hey it's time to start winding down because it also knows i wake up at 4 45 and and there's just something about that routine right like i used to think oh man i i do all my best work at night i get super creative that's when i want to write like crazy but the problem is if i start writing at 8 30 9 o'clock 10 o'clock at night the dopamine rush kicks in and, and then i'm done writing and it's three o'clock in the morning and i'm still amped and the next day you're terrible i'm destroyed I'm destroyed. So I just said, okay, I'm just going to, it's a conscious choice 10 years ago. I'm going to switch my creative time, my best time. Tom Ferry, keep telling yourself over and over again. My best time is in the morning. 
right? Get up early, do your creative work, get your exercise in, do all the things you know you're supposed to do and then attack the day. Just making the conscious choice because I know someone's going to say, I'm just a night owl. No, you're just making that choice. <laughs> all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. So just for fun, you're watching this podcast right now. Uh, the first 10 people that comment on my YouTube channel, the most important thing you learned from this show that you're going to do, I'm going to send you a free copy of the book. Is that cool? Awesome. Awesome. So you got the exercise. The most important thing you learned that you're going to do, I'm going to send you a free copy of the book. So make sure you guys do that. Everybody else, they can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, everywhere. Ever. Which, which, what do you prefer, reading or audio? I do audiobooks. Yeah. Because I too. can do something else while I'm doing it. Bingo. I like always have it with me. Yeah. I, what do you think though from a retention standpoint? I yeah, struggle depends. with retention oftentimes with the audio, but I can get through it faster, but I still find myself having to stop. Well, write. you know what I do is I'll get the audiobook and then I'll get the book. Yeah. Because then I have it and I can go back through. Yes. Like yes. what I do, because you can't take your gadgets into your sauna. Can no. I take a sauna? Yeah. I'll take the book in. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, these are the things I want to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope everybody gets a copy of this book. I can't wait for the next one. Let's not wait this long to do another show. Please give my absolute best to your lovely wife. Uh, closing thoughts for the person listening right now. Happiness is a moral obligation. It's, you're not selfish if you seek it. Hedonism is the enemy of happiness. Yes. But what, know what makes you happy and take care of your brain and your brain will help you get it. Love it. Love it. Love it and love you. Thank you so much for all that you do for Thank so you, many. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, if you have not liked, subscribed, and all that fun stuff, make sure you do so. And there's probably five people you know that whether they like it or not, they need to hear this message. So think about sharing that as well. All right, we'll see you on the next podcast. Take care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.